I'm gonna make him an offer again. I feel the need, the need for speed. He's watched every movie more than once. He's Stephen Fennick. Go ahead, make my day. He's watched the latest Disney movies with his kids, uh, but that's about it. He's Trevor Long. You talking to me? Together they bring you the best movies you've never seen. I will look for you. I will find you. And I will kill you. Rent, buy or stream the latest and greatest movies on Fetch. Watch on a big screen Hisense TV. Say hello to my little friend! The best movies you've never seen. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Michael. With Stephen Fennick and Trevor Long. This is the captain. Brace for impact. Welcome to the Best Movies You've Never Seen podcast. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm joined by Trevor Long, who is the show's named after Trevor Long because it's mm. all the movies he's never seen, <laughs> including this one. The last voice, by the way, we heard on the intro there. Was our man Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, who's the star of the movie that we're doing oh, this week? Good point. The Da Vinci Code. Now, this movie was released in two thousand and six, starring our man Tom Hanks, directed by Ron Howard, and based on the Dan Brown mega bestseller of the same name, The Da Vinci Code, sold more than eighty million copies. Wow! I think well, only uh, I think that that year there was a Harry Potter book that came near it in terms yeah. of sales. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so yeah, this was a book. I, I can remember the how popular this book was. It was a runaway bestseller. Everyone was reading it. I've never seen a book read by more people. In what year are we talking? Two thousand and three. So 2003, it came out, yep. and obviously it was a bestseller for a couple of years. Yes, movie didn't come out to 2006, yeah. so it had three years to to set itself up for a movie. build an audience. Yeah, <laughs> I remember. I remember going overseas on a tech trip to LA, and I remember in the cabin come, coming back from the the you know uh, just after takeoff, and nearly everyone in my section of the plane was reading it. Wow, I'm thinking there was at least no no lie. Mm. There would have been a dozen people. With the book out, reading it, and that's a dozen out of twenty up the front of the bus. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> in your see how you yeah. see how Stephen said in your cabin. Yeah, it was very well in played. my section. Yeah, understand? Yes. Yeah, so it was very popular. Now, would you believe mm. that you th you probably thinking okay, everyone who's read this book is thinking, oh, this is going to make a great movie. Yeah, you know, initially it was possibly going to be a TV show. What? Now, there's a oh. show. There's a show you and I both loved at the time. 24. Yeah. The producer of that, the creator of that show is a bloke named Joel Cerno. Right. And he thought that the Da Vinci Code would be a perfect storyline for a season of 24. Wow. And he, he actually pitched, he went to his, his boss, Brian Grazer, who's a producer, about acquiring the film rights. Mm. Now, of course, 
Dan Brown, being the author, the author of the book, says, stuff that. I don't want it to be a TV show. I want yeah. it to be a movie. Mate. 24 so, might be good, so mate. They, but, they yeah. knocked that on the head. But Brian Grazer happened to be close mates with Ron Howard, oh. who imagined entertainment. Quick phone call. He said, mate, I've got this book. What do you reckon? What do you want to pay for it? Sony Pictures paid $6 million for the film rights. Wow. It doesn't. Uh, and this is, this is 20 years ago. And I know that's a lot of money, but yeah. it doesn't seem like a lot of money given how big the yeah. movie became. Well, it would have been, I reckon the deal would have been six mil up front Plus and a little back bit. end stuff yeah, as well that would have been right. structured right. for him. Okay. Okay. Now, you'd heard of the, of the Da Vinci Code. I'm not sure if you heard of the book. You've probably heard of the movie, though. I, you know what? I can remember. The hype. Yep. Don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why I remember the hype, but I remember well, the that's hype. How, that's and how it may be. Yeah, so yeah. we're talking. When did the movie come out? Two thousand six. So I'm I'm at two GB at the time. Yep. So I'm wondering if there was a lot of, uh, you know, interviews and things that were done. It was one of those very, very well hyped yeah. um, release, publicity yeah. releases. So I feel like I knew that it was massive, and yeah. I feel like I knew it was a book as well. Now. I also think I knew it was church related because I think that put me off it. Church I'm like, related, okay. like you know, I don't mate, <laughs> to do with religion. And I stuff. just don't get into okay. religion. It's not my thing. Right I on. don't understand okay. it. And so for the record, you're not religious. No, right? Yeah, at all. I mean, I'm Presbyterian. Okay. Right. On on birth certificate, okay. I, think I don't want to get written. too deep on you, but do you yeah. believe in God or that or not? Um, that's, oh, no, a that's, a big, that's a big <laughs> question for the podcast. Let's leave that for the private. <laughs> all right, feed. maybe. All right, all right. Well, mate, I went to a Catholic school, raised yeah. a Catholic, so you can know my answer to that question. Right? Okay, so and that's I've, a I've yes. even got I've that's even got yes. reactions from a, a former teacher of mine as well that I'll talk about. Uh, I will leave. You know what? Let's park that conversation for near right. the end because right. I feel like yep. I feel like a lot of the end of this yes is actually very meaningful completely, for that completely. conversation. Okay, but you uh, you under, you appreciated though that it was to do with religion. Yeah, it was a big release. I knew Tom, I would have named right. Tom Hanks in a millionaire yes. question okay. easy. Yeah. Uh, the, let's get to the reaction of the movie. The release of the movie was obviously controversial, right? Because of its subject matter, religion, and, and the, yeah, okay, the right. Book, the book itself, right? You think it caused a lot of outrage. There were, there were people, okay, because who people in, and, in different religions and churches, especially the Catholic yes. Church, I'm assuming, would have thought, "Hang on, a minute, what the hell is all this what, about? What's this?" Yeah, that's right. And and it was stressed at the time. I remember them saying, "It's a work of fiction." See, I didn't. So, can I say right now? Yeah, I, I don't remember seeing that. In the start of the movie, it like w- it didn't. Well, it did. It It did say right at the end that it, this is a work of fiction. I know, fiction. but yeah, yeah. like for me, yeah, someone it's not who knows, say, it's not going to say based on a true story because no, that's a controversial. Anything to do with religion but, is it a true story? But like, when you, but when you yeah. make a piece of fiction yeah. that is based in reality, that is the church the symbols, things that we've we yes, know about. It yes. felt real to me, of course. Well, that, so, hey, mission accomplished. That's what he wanted you to feel. Yeah, I guess. And reading the book, which is also probably why the outrage. Yeah, and and, and reading the book, I'm thinking, oh my god, <laughs> gee, what's going on? I was crazy, right? But that controversy was so big, it actually delayed the release in some parts of the world. There were Christians lobbying outside oh, theaters, really? and so the, they okay. they they wanted the movie banned in India, for wow. example, like the countries that were outraged. Um, the this was not Dan Brown's first novel. Right. It had a few before this. Any big, big? Yes. There was one previous one that actually featured Robert Langdon's character. There was a, it was called Angels and Demons. Now, pr- before okay. we recorded the show, you asked me, is there a sequel? Angels and Demons. And I asked that because I felt like this yeah. movie was it so... Was, it was like a franchise. ...so dense that it could splinter yeah. off. Well, the character could be... is actually in two other films, Angels oh. and Demons, which they made with Tom Hanks again. Okay. And Ewan McGregor's in that. And Inferno is also brings Robert Langdon back. So okay. they're the only two out of the 
think there's four Robert Langdon books or five perhaps. But Angels and Demons was actually published before the Da Vinci Code. Okay. And the events of Angels and Demons actually occur before the Da Vinci Code. That's so a prequel. So the book the book mentions all the all the stuff he did in Angels and Demons. So he was at the Vatican and the Pope and all this happening. Oh, but you have to take that out of this so, because it's not yeah, known. So right. th- in the film they removed all of that and when they eventually made it into a film, they made it a sequel, not a prequel. Oh, right. So they wow. thought, okay, the magic of Hollywood, we're wow. going to make it as if this happened after the Da Vinci Code. So yeah, there was okay. a lot of things going on. All righty. Well, can this I just is, say uh, one thing? Yeah. I was looking at uh, our mate Tardis's uh, spreadsheet yes. today, and the average IMDb score for movies we've done, we've done 111 movies this yeah. year, 112, yep. uh, is 7.69, the average IMDb score. Yeah. Going into this, yeah. the IMDb score for Da Vinci Code yeah. is 6.6. Yeah, so that. on average, yeah. this yeah. is you know, this okay. is lower than all oh. the movies on right. average that we've done. Okay. So okay. it'll be well, fascinating to see how our scores rank out here. You'll, because, you'll find... Yeah. That this is a very subjective because movie. it's polarizing. It is. You yeah. either enjoy it or accept it for what it is, yep. or you're thinking, "How's that real? That's not right." Yeah, you know, you're you're offended. You know what I mean? Fair call. So uh, anyway, this is your last exit though before the freeway. We are going to uh, into the confessional very shortly. Let's go. <laughs> Close before, that door. If you haven't seen Da Vinci Code. You should try looking it up on Fetch. Along with thousands of other movies, uh, you can watch every single day of the week on Fetch. The great thing is that they're all available to rent and buy. There are, at this point, over 10,000 movies on Fetch. And uh, and l- l- recent releases, too. I mean, I, s- I went and saw Gran Turismo, um, the kind of based on, a, yeah, based on a PlayStation. That on Fetch, um, I saw that at the yeah. movies with, with Harry. And now already it's, on, it's yep. available on Fetch. Uh, Super Mario Brothers movie is there, of course. Uh, Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part India, One. Indiana Jones: Dial of Destiny is there, is there too. Yeah. Is that a new one as well? Is yeah, it? Yeah, okay, Indiana I'm Jones. Not even across it. Yeah. Um, but that's 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 the breadth of the movie library that exists, and of course, it's not just Fetch's uh, rent and buy library. Then there's the streaming platforms and the streaming services. They're all available on Fetch, where you can watch as a part of your subscription. Now, you can get Fetch one of two ways. You can get it from a retailer, Domain, Bing Lee, Harvey Norman, Good Guys, and JB Hi-Fi, or you can call your internet provider. If you're with Aussie Broadband, iPrimus, Westhead, Internode, Ionet, Optus, and Telstra, Telstra now offers Fetch as a part of your subscription if you uh, sign up. So ring Telstra and say, I want Fetch, and you'll be able to watch the best movies I've never seen. There you go. All righty. Okay, well, now you have seen the movie. In fact, I watched the end of it with you. That was yeah. pretty cool. Um, what are your first impressions? Um, it, it was dense. It yep. was long, and I, I'm not going to lie. I struggled. To, I, I struggled to fit this into my schedule. Stephen knows this, and yes. so I, I was interrupted. I had to pause twice. Damn. Twice in this movie, but I did pause. I tell people, don't you know I'm watching a movie? No, I'm working so, here because I, I knew a couple of things were happening. I went, yeah. you know what? This feels like a. A, a, a scene, you know, so I, I yeah. paused, so I wasn't yep. in the flow of anything. So it, it it felt like something I really needed to sit much more densely to take in because yeah. it's one of those ones where I'm like, what what just happened? Yeah. There was actually, you know, the oh, we'll get to it. At the very start, there's a moment, and I actually went back three times to go, what did he say? Yeah. What did he say in okay. his in his okay. last breath? Yeah. So well, you're not meant to hear things. You know, it sort of trails off. I, I think that to keep that, the mystery. Yeah. But that that annoyed me because I'm like, what's okay. going on here? So <laughs> so I. I got into it though in yep. a big way. Um, that I'll, I'll find that moment as we do the run through that okay. really hooked me in, All right. and uh, and yeah, got me along the uh, two and a half hour ride. And by the way, and you two, may go into this. Yeah. Um, on uh, I rent or bought rented on Apple TV, I think yep, it was, yep. and I feel like it said extended edition. 
Uh, I think there are some deleted scenes or extended scenes that right. they. You know, it was obviously they edited it down a little bit. Like but, from um, instead of yeah. the movie, there's okay, yeah, yeah, so but nothing. Just checking, I didn't. They didn't, didn't leave anything out. Yeah, that, right. that You need to know. Yeah, I, I think I think yeah. I got more. There you go. What's your tweet? Tweet on this one is we've well, heard the hype, you've seen the hype, you might remember the hype, but uh, the bottom line is Tom Hanks is an absolute superstar in the Da Vinci Code. Watch it for the first time, or watch it again. I had read the book, as I told you, read the book. Smashed the book and really, it got it's me. A, I'm, it's a, I'm the, assuming thick book. It's it's solid. It's about right. four fifty five hundred pages. Wow! And like really smashed through it. It's it's, it's one of those sort of real page turner. He's a good writer, Dan. Hard right to put down, yeah. And um, I then for a lot of people like that was like his. I think it's his fourth book. Right. And so a lot of people then go to his back catalogue. So I was sort of going back and read Angels and Demons, read Deception Point, read um, there's another one about Digital Fortress. Yep. Uh, and he's got others now that are all all Robert Langdon books. Okay. Um, and I also then watched it in the cinema thinking it was highly anticipated by the audience because a lot of people had read the book. I was going to say. And they wanted to see it visualised. They wanted to see, okay, I've read this book, enjoyed it, devoured it. And you now obviously enjoy it. that process because for yeah, me it's weird. Yeah, I don't yeah. understand the idea of reading something, knowing the story, and then wanting to. Well, I, I, the thrill of it for me is seeing how they interpreted it, right? how yeah. they imagined it, and okay. how I looked at it and had it in my brain, yep. how it comes out on the screen. That And, and I've got to say, I, I'll never watch, I'll never, if, the, if, a, if I watch a movie based on a book before I've read the book, I won't read the book. If I've seen the movie, I won't read the book. Unless it's unless it's sort of like a like a biography or something about someone biographical. That is wild. I normally like to read the book first. I'll yeah. give you an example. Right now, I'm reading a book called Wool by Hugh Howey, which is the basis for the Apple TV series Silo. Okay. So I've got like 50 pages to go in the book. As soon as I finish reading the book, I'm going to watch the series. Wow. And that's season one. So yeah. then I want to read the book first. Okay. Yeah. That's just me. You are strange. But I did, I, I, as, you, as I mentioned earlier, I went to a Catholic school. I went to a Maris Brothers Catholic school. Right. And a Maris brother, uh, brother Tony, who I stayed in contact with, he was a, he was a really good, like, I, I lost my brother in year, when I was in year 12, and this brother was a really great support for me during that time. And I kept in touch with him, and he became a friend. And wow. we, I remember talking to him about this, and I said, have you, have you read the Da Vinci Code? What do you think of all that? Thinking, you know, how it sort of questions the whole, the whole religion, right? Yeah. And he, rep- he said, he says he read the book and he called it compelling drivel. <laughs> that's what he said. That, can I just say, <laughs> that's got to be the best yeah. review That's what he said. Ever. It was compelling drivel. <laughs> and at the, uh, at the 2006 CES, Consumer Electronics Show, yep. uh, at the Sony press conference, and Sony uh, have been known to roll out of the odd celebrity at the yep. press conference. Yep. This year, this is before the film came out, Ron Howard and Tom Hanks on stage wow. at the Sony Stephen press conference. Stephen would have lost I his thought, absolute marbles. Yeah, it was awesome. But it, so that made it into the Connect Edition. Oh, well, it did it ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that was pretty pretty cool. Let's talk about the cast. Of course, yep. Tom Hanks plays Robert Langdon. Man, he's good. Castaway, we've yep. done. Yep. He was in Apollo thirteen, which you know about. Yes. And which also directed by Ron Howard. Yes. Forrest Gump, which we're doing. We're doing. Sully. Now, Ron Ron Howard, though, first, when he envisioned, envisioned the role of Robert Langdon, he had an odd choice, Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton was yeah, another one, yeah. Uh, he, he was his initial choice. He worked with him in Apollo 13 mm. and sort of had was yep. a known quantity for him. Yeah. Uh, it turned out, schedule conflict. Uh-huh. His next consideration was Russell Crowe. Russell, wow. Russell Crowe worked with him on A Beautiful Mind, Cinderella Man. So he also had a relationship with him. What happened there? 
also con- con- uh, con- conflicting uh, oh, time schedules. And he decided, uh, well, you know, Tom Hanks, how about you doing hey, it? That Not would bad. be a great article. Yeah. Is the ones that got away. Oh, yeah. Actors, like, oh, big, so many stories big about movies. That. Yeah. But you can't, it's like, it's like you, someone says, oh, look, we want to take you somewhere. Yeah, no, I, I can't do it. I've got something else on. Yes. Similar for Hollywood. If you're booked to do a film and you're someone booked. else wants to offer you something, look, mate, I can't. I'm, I'm, all, I'm booked. Yeah, so, yeah. So that's what happened. And uh, Tom Hanks all that, did a great job, I thought. Yeah. The other considerations, would you believe, mm. Hugh Jackman oh, okay. and George Clooney were also yeah. considered. Honestly, I actually like the Bill Paxton idea most yeah. out of that because it, and it makes sense. You know, and you know who I'm talking about, Bill yes. Paxton. He was in Apollo 13. And you know why? And I this is going to sound horrible, Bill. If you're listening, man, I'm sorry. Well, he uh, but, passed away a few years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> um, I feel like I feel like he's uh, he would he blends in. Yeah. And I think that character doesn't yeah. need to stand Does, out. He doesn't want to stand out. Yeah. yeah do you know right. what I mean yeah, by yeah, that? I do. I do. Yeah. I understand. Uh, now Audrey Tautou, she plays Sophie. She was in a very famous French film called Amélie. She was also in another film called A Very Long Engagement. Okay. Now, when she auditioned for the role, she couldn't believe she was auditioning. There was Tom Hanks and Ron Howard. Mm. When she was there in the audition, She's like, she what? said, oh, do you mind if I get a photo? <laughs> <laughs> she asked for a photo. That's how much confidence <laughs> she had she was going to get the role. Well, she was a fan, and she did that. She said, look, she wanted to prove that she actually met them, <laughs> that she had the audition. Yeah. So she was, she That's was hilarious. Um, it were, Ron Howard had always had her eye on her for the role. Right. And um, a lot of people thought... Uh, but she was never available for the audition. There was always con- conflict. Oh, I, can't, I can't make it here. And Ron Howard was persistent. There was a there was a worry, a worry that she was a, might appear too young for the role. But yep. I, I think it, it turned out quite well. Um, John Reno plays Captain Fash. Uh-huh. What film is he in that we've done? Um, Leon, Leon, the professional. The worst, one of the yeah. worst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah, I've seen him in a few, though. Mission he, Impossible, which you've yeah. also done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you recognise Ian McKellen as Lee yes. Teabing? Yes. He was in Lord of the Rings okay, and X-Men. Haven't seen that either, yeah, but I recognise him. Plays I don't know how I recognise him. Magneto in, in X-Men. He's <laughs> also, he also is in the Lord of the Rings. And there's a line he says in this film uh, that he says in Lord of the Rings, okay, you you shall pass or yep. you shall not pass, he says, I think. Paul Bettany plays Silas the Monk. And again, he is a, a in He's the a in the Ron dude. Howard uh, circle of actors too, because uh. he was in Master and Commander with Russell Crowe. Yep, not directed by Ron Howard. That was directed by an Australian. Okay, A Beautiful Mind. He was in as well, also directed by Ron Howard and yeah. starring Russell Crowe. Right. So Russell Crowe and he starred in Master Excellent. and Commander together and A Beautiful Mind, and he was also in The Avengers. <laughs> again, yeah. that's again. news to me. <laughs> All right, before we get to the run-through, let's have a chat about Hisense. Now, when you're looking for a TV, you, whether it's for your movies, your gaming, watching sport, you want to, all those things to line up with great picture quality. And the new Hisense Mini LED X series, this is the jewel in the Hisense crown. This has brand new technology. The Mini LED X technology provides amazing contrast and exceptional brightness and amazing color accuracy as well. Now, the Mini the mini LED, it, it forms this backlight. These tiny little LED lights form, offer much greater contrast and, and picture quality. And when combined with the, quant, the Hisense's quantum dot technology, the visuals are amazing. Really lifelike contrast, really impressive, bright picture as well. The Highview Engine X is that's Hisense state-of-the-art proprietary driving force. This is the 
beating heart of the TV. It's powered by AI technology as well, optimises image and sound in real time. The Dolby Vision IQ and HDR10 uh, also turns your 4K content even better. The contrast, the dynamic tone mapping, it really brings your content to life. And on the sound side, it's got 4.1.2 surround built in. That's in the TV. So great if you're watching movies, playing games. It's got all the features for great gaming as well. It's got also motion, motion mode, so you've got it's sport mode so that the motion is controlled, really smooth viewing, whether you're watching sport, action movies, they all, all come into play and provide a fantastic experience. But you know what? Don't take our word for it. We could tell you how well, how great these Hisense TVs look. Do yourself a favour and stand in front of one for yourself. You'll soon see the quality is there, the value is there as well. Don't just believe us at the best movies you've never seen. Get out to a store or check them out, highsense.com.au. Okay, now we open up the movie in the Louvre. The Louvre. That is actually the Louvre. Right, they've got yeah. the film in there. I will, I'll talk talk later about the, all that process, but that was actually wow. the Louvre. Because you can imagine going, okay. Some of it in let, the Louvre, not right, all of it. Yeah. Some of it. So let, let me let me. They make wouldn't let them draw on the floor and on the I was painting. just going to say, when there's a dead body on the floor, <laughs> it's a set. Right, gotcha. That's a set. Okay. But the other bits. Sorry for the spoiler if yeah. you've got this far and haven't watched the movie. <laughs> the other bits are uh, are actually in the Louvre. Yeah, yeah wow, and cool. The, the, the proper, proper location. Nice. I'll tell you later what they had to go through to get in there. We start off, though, there's a, there's a, a person being chased uh, through the Grand Gallery of the Louvre. You been to the Louvre? I have. Yeah. I uh, don't remember it, but I remember yeah. going there. Oh, I was there. Mona Lisa and all that. Four years ago, I was there. Yeah. Yeah, right. No, I definitely went in yeah. like 20, 2001. Okay. So it's a while, a while ago. I was there. You were there before filming. I was there after filming. Oh, nice. There we go. So in the Grand Gallery, he's being chased by some dude in a hood. Yeah. And what he does, really cleverly, he, he lifts up a painting to set the alarm off. And oh, what, what, of course. Yeah, what yes. I didn't know is that him doing that drops a bar down in the in between all yes. the departments, right? And plot hole already, like if, if the if he set the alarm off, security guards would have come running. Yeah. And the, there was a long period and, of time and each, gone by. Each section of the Louvre would be blocked off. So I don't know how this bloke's gonna get out of his little section of right. the Louvre. Okay, let's so just move past let's that. Let's just go past okay. that. But he sets off the alarm, the bar drops, and we hear this. You and your brethren possess what is not rightfully yours. I, I don't know what you are talking about. Is it a secret you will die for? Please. As you wish. Wait. Oh, I'm not your fault anymore. It is the sacristy. See how it trails off? Yeah, because I, I went back to that three times. He's telling him, but it trails off so that we yeah. don't know. Oh, yeah. see, that's what annoyed me. I'm yeah, like, am yeah. I meant to, what the heck? I don't know no, what just happened. That, that's meant to be that way. Okay. But then, well, here, how's this, right? He tells him and shoots him anyway. Yeah. He goes, okay, a, thank you. Bang. What a delightful chat. Yeah. And so there's the guy which we we learned later, his son, yeah, his name is. Uh, he's there. Cut to Robert Langdon uh, giving a talk on symbols and the sacred feminine 
in Paris as well. I, I like yeah, this scene. To promote his book. Yeah. Because I thought it was, uh, it made you go, okay, what's what's happening here and how did yeah. it go? And even just the little pop quiz, you know, that he yeah. was having with the audience, it was it was engaging. It was like, it actually was a really quick education yeah, on, on that sy- whole symbology. It's like, yeah, yeah. what is this? Oh, that's a picture of, uh, you know, the Mother Mary. No, it's not. Yeah, it's, it's a pagan, it's pagan, pagan god. Like, yeah. like, it's, or someone thinks it's a Ku Klux Klan. He goes, oh, racism. He yeah. goes, oh, tell that to the priests in Spain. Yeah, yeah like yeah, it's... Yeah. Like, yeah. there's a few of those moments in this movie where you go, "That's actually a bit of a yeah. bit of a setback a for lot, everyone to go." Actually, that, a lot have of to think that. about what you're doing and yeah. how you're judging things. And, and so that establishes that he's a symbologist, a professor. Uh, in the book, there's a big long exposition about what he does and why he's there. Uh, but it also that part of the what he was saying, all of that was true. All right. of those little things. And I've got a whole section at the end of the show right. about. V film. Right, okay. And fact V fiction. Right. All right, because there needs to be some ex- explanations. Stephen's Morris brother's upbringing needs to That's be brought right. out. That's right. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> so, oh, brother Tony. <laughs> brother Tony. He's going to be filthy. <laughs> so we hear him. He's giving his talk. Uh, and he's uh, at the end of his talk, he, this is his conclusion. Understanding our past determines actively our ability to understand the present. So, how do we sift truth from belief? How do we write our own histories, personally or culturally, and thereby define ourselves? How do we penetrate years, centuries of historical distortion to find original truth? That there Hmm. is the theme of the movie. How do do we find truth in the distortion of history? That, That, to me, sums up... What this movie is all about. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. So uh, we see afterwards uh, Robert Langdon's in there signing some books mm. and uh, a detective comes in and shows him a photo. Oh, we're supposed to have drinks with him earlier this evening. Yes, we know. We found the name in his daily planner. He never showed. I waited for over an hour. Why would someone do this to him? Oh, you misunderstand, Professor. He was shot, yes. But what you see in the photograph, Monsieur Sonia did to himself. So he showed him a photo of Sonia. Can we just stop for a minute? This bloke's walked into a book signing and handed the guy a photo of a dead body. (laughs) Of a mate of his. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. That's wild. That'd be like me... Um, I don't know, <laughs> on the set of the Today Show, about to go on air and someone's just going, can you just have a look at this? And it's a photo of Stephen Fennec dead, murdered on the floor. Oh, I'm like, oh, yeah, cheers. No, I'll just hold my composure with everyone. <laughs> what the yeah, hell? Yeah, wow. That was weird. It was, the, the, he explained himself, he's uh, a French, the French FBI, he sort of said. Can I just say straight up? Yeah. And I got it wrong, so yeah. spoiler alert. Yeah. I suspected this policeman all the way through of yeah. something. <laughs> Even at the very end, I'm like, oh, it's him. Yeah. No, it wasn't But him. the photo he showed him, which we'll see, it was of Sonier naked with all stuff drawn on him that he yeah. did himself. But we'll find out more about that. Cut to Silas, the monk, that's his name, calling someone named the teacher and explaining to him that all four protectors of the Keystone have all confirmed the same location. Right. And then, and then he gets then just then, rip, he, then he rips into himself. Stark bollocky. Yeah, yeah. Stands in front of a little throne or yep. you know worship thing. Has some serious, uh, yeah, some, some uh, 
chain tight chains. Chain that's supposed to tame your lust. Apparently, it's more yeah. than tight it's chains. It's like it's got oh, yeah, nails yeah. on it. It's it like breaks, piercing yeah, his it skin. Bro- it pierced his skin. That's some weird, yeah. weird stuff. So what's it meant to do? It's meant to tame your lust. So to keep you, oh. you know, yeah, maybe you should try it sometime. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think, it, that. I don't think it'd work. For me, <laughs> I just think anyway. there's other ways to move on from that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's... Uh, Should have just jumped into the corner, old Moved mate. on, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. cold showers <laughs> work for me, mate. Cold showers. Anyway, Langdon arrives at the Louvre and meets Captain Fash, who's Gene Renner. And uh, did you notice that he, when he got in the lift... He, is, he got a little bit nervous. Straight away. Yeah, sort of claustrophobic. Because he said, can we take the stairs? Yeah. So can we take the stairs? So we, we find out later that he fell in the well as a kid and it sort of had But also, yeah. it, it, it was very well done because he, he said, can we take the stairs? The body just gets in the lift. He's standing there. And he's he's having palpitations. He's obviously yeah. claustrophobic or something, and it also gives old mate the suspicion because yeah. he's he looks nervous. He's nervous, true, true. So that, it true gives that, that air yeah. of suspicion to the police. Absolutely, yes. It which does. is just because you think about a, a lot of police dramas you look at and you're wondering yeah. how do they ch- how do they choose this guy as a suspect? Yeah, like that would well we been find a we find out in a moment. But cut to Bishop Manuel Arangarosa. Arangarosa, and they're in. He's in a private jet, by the way. Uh, and he's sort of being coached about uh, Opus Day. We do, we don't know what that is at the at this minute, mm. but it's it's like he's got a PR guy yes. saying, "Oh, look, if you say that, it's going to sound like." By this. the way, at this yeah. point, I don't know if this bloke's an actual bishop or in the <laughs> Opus Day. I don't know. See, again, yeah, I'm coming at this. I don't know anything about the Catholic Church Opus. Yes. None of this stuff. Yeah, he looks to me like a bishop. So he I is, assume he's a bishop. Yes, yeah. but I don't understand Opus Day, so I'm a, I'm a yeah, touch yeah. confused here. For well, a I l- think for you're a, meant a, to be yeah. a large part of the movie. You're I don't know who's be. who. There's a scene coming up that explains. Okay, it, but this is on the plane. We are not um, cafeteria Catholics. We don't pick and choose which rules to follow. We follow doctrine rigorously. Does doctrine necessarily include vows of chastity, tithing, and atonement for sins through self-flagellation and the salice? Many of our followers are married. Many of them have families. Only a small proportion choose to live ascetic lives. Why are some media that will referring? be all, Michael. Thank you. Aringarosa. So that was a call he got about something. Mm. Um, and we learn later what that is. So just keep that under your head for the moment. So I, of, I like how there's... Is the, there a little bit of jumping the, around? No, no well, I think at the moment, the layer, he's just sort of just feeding you, drip feeding you the information, right? right? This is how the book was as well. Okay. It sort of guts from one scene to another scene and you're building up all this stuff happening. Right. Um, in the Louvre, Langdon finds Sanier on the floor, Starkers. He's drawn a pen... By the way, where did his clothes go? I couldn't see his clothes anywhere. He was... He discarded them before he lay down. Maybe they took. Well, he was on the ground. He, anyway, he didn't die. The, no, but he did, he could have been walking around the whole museum. Well, he he wrote a few things down. Yeah, yeah so yeah. he could have been walking around Stark <laughs> Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. can we just talk about the way they lit this scene? Yeah. Well, they did. They kept an extra <coughs> the brightest bright possible legs, light. Yeah. yeah. To cover up old mates. Co- old mate. Cover up his eight day clock. Of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's that's of course what you would do. But uh, interesting though, the interpretation of uh, they're trying to work out why he did that. The Vitruvian Man. It's one of Leonardo da Vinci's most famous sketches. And the star on his skin? A pinnacle. And its meaning? The pinnacle is a pagan religious icon. Devil worship. No. No, 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 no. no. The pinnacle before that. 
This is a symbol for Venus. It represents the female half of all things. You are telling me that uh, Sonia's last act on Earth was to draw a goddess symbol on his chest? Why? Captain Fash, obviously I can't tell you why. I can't tell you he, as well as anyone, knows the meaning of this symbol, and it has nothing to do with worshipping the devil. Is that so? Yes. Then, what do you make of this? Oh, draconian devil. Oh, I'm saying. It's, it's a phrase. It doesn't mean anything, not to me. What would you do if you had such limited time to send a message? Well, I suppose I'd try to identify my killer. I think he says in French to them there precisely. Mm. So a lot there is a lot of uh, reading here. It's not as much as yeah. you know, some shows, but yeah. it, again, it's a yeah. movie that requires focus. So, so I think the, that's really important. And, and the, the the luxury he had in the book was being able to explain everything, yeah, like all the, right. the, the Fibonacci numbers and all the things that was not written on the ground. They do a good job of summing it up and explaining it in the film. Okay, gotcha. Next thing we hear, uh, young Sophie arrives at the Louvre with a message for Langdon, and uh, he's told to dial a number and listen out. Ah, oh, damn it. Mark it. Yep. I'm Sophie Neveu, French police cryptology, your embassy call division. Um... I'm sorry, monsieur, they said it was um, a matter of life and death. This is the number of your embassy's messaging service. Thank you. So he, he turns around with the phone, goes and, he, and he hears her voice. Yeah, listen to this. Miss uh, Neveu? This, uh, oh, no, that's the right number. You have to dial an access code to pick up your messages. But I'm getting... It's a three-digit code. It's on the paper I gave you. Professor Langdon, do not react to this message. You must follow my directions very closely, and above all, reveal nothing to Captain Fash. You're in grave danger. So the plot thickens a bit there. Uh, a fair bit, um, because she's obviously working now, uh, not not against, but certainly at this point of the movie, yeah. um, but certainly without the knowledge of this very senior police officer who seems yeah. to be running the case. So yep. you're thinking, well, hang on, what's Captain going on Fash. here? Yeah. Now, it, we fast forward, there's a bit that goes on, but yep. tell me when you want to unpack like how she turns up at this scene, because she's obviously a yeah. police Woman, yeah. that's that's a fact. That's her life. We, I think we find out when they go in the bathroom together that her grandfather might have reached out to her after many years of not communicating. Yeah, right. Yeah, so there was some urgency. Just feel, yeah. I mean, and, and so well, he sensed the heat. No one else. No one going. else knows about her relation to the to the individual. To Sonia, no. And so therefore, no, not even us. We don't know. There's yet. no questions raised, right? No, no. Okay. Yeah, they think point. that she's just a, a, poli a police yeah. officer coming to the crime scene with a message for Langdon. I also think yeah. that, mo that moment there of Tom Hanks, like it's a, I know it's a ridiculous thing to say, but it's yeah. a simple vision yeah. of a really great actor because yeah. he's on the phone and he has to turn and, and go, hang on a minute, this is your phone number, but he, yeah. you find the right words, it's a great script, and he, he plays that really well. Yeah, it's great. Like it's a great little bit. But this is the bit where he asks, uh, he says, oh, I've just found a friend of mine. Got, he, he, he went with it. Yeah. He said, a friend of mine got killed in the car. I said, I've got to go home tomorrow. Do you mind if I go splash a bit of water on my face? Yeah. So he goes to the restroom 
And uh, when he's in there, he discovers Sophie's in there too. Just standing there? Yeah. And, <laughs> and she then explains, uh, well, that w- what, what he saw on the ground wasn't the whole thing that, he, that, that was there to be seen. Do you have a message from Sonia? What are you talking about? Oh, crazy old man. You have me confused with someone else. I came here Take to... Take your jacket pocket. Just look. GPS tracking dot. Accurate within two feet anywhere on the globe. The agent who picked you up slipped it into your jacket. In case you try to run. We have you on a little leash, Professor. Why would I try to run? I didn't do anything. So, what do you think about the fourth line of text? Fash wiped clean before you arrived. He brought you here to force a confession, Professor Langdon. By the way, the fourth line said, P.S., which we'll hear in a second, mm. find Robert Langdon. And number two, air tags invented 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> the GPS <laughs> also So the much smaller dot. than an air tag. Woo, yeah, the yeah. tracking dot, years ahead of its Pretty time. Pretty epic. Yeah, some amazing <laughs> technology the French police are using right there. But uh, Sophie goes on to explain even further. Uh, Today? Yes, yes. What time? She asked what whether... Uh, three, three around three, three. We call Fash the ball. Once he starts, he doesn't stop. He can arrest you and detain you for months while he builds a case. And by then, whatever Sonia wanted you to tell me will be useless. Lady, stop it. Just stop. Who are you? Look at the letters. P.S. P.S. Postscript. Princess Sophie. Silly, I know, but I was only a girl when I lived with him. Jacques Sonia was my grandfather. Apparently, it was his dying wish that we meet. If you help me understand why, I will get you to your embassy where we cannot arrest you. Mm. That's the plan. That's the plan. But get out of here. Do you remember that little that tracking dot? Yep. So the cut back to the detectives looking at their He's, little screen. They've got the little map sure. and they can see it's on the yeah. move. And then they see it's sort of jumped off out of a window and, uh, the, it's and, a, and it's driving away. The river. So they all, they all uh, haul ass out of there after him. Uh, and so what this does is give uh, Sophie and Langdon time to investigate further in the Louvre. And then they, they see the writing and they realise there are anagrams and he's, he's trying to make sense of yep. the anagram. So dark, the con of man. No, it doesn't say that. Is it another anagram? Can you break it? <gasps> Professor, hurry. Hurry. Uh, moon, sermon, charms, demons, omens, codes, monks, ranks, rocks. Madonna up the rocks. Da Vinci. The, the audio, Full on here. The audio yeah, jumped I was just going to say, I, you I, edit, cut yeah, out, I, I cut out a little bit, yeah. They couldn't quite that? match the music. Oh, it just happened. <laughs> yeah, um, so that they they were, uh, they were the first bit of the anagram was Leonardo da Vinci. The next bit was uh, rocks. And yep. they thought, oh, Madonna of the Rocks, which is another da Vinci painting. They go to Madonna on the Rocks, which is just which, in the next section. Yep. And she pulls out, to touches it, and a key drops out. Yeah, that little the little uh, key that yep. with, the, with the, the flower on top of it. Yes. Uh, and so 
they think, well, we're going to get the hell out of here because they're going to come back and not find us. Um, And as they're driving, um, then Langdon starts with the questions. Have you ever heard those words before, Sophie? So dark, the con of man. No. Have you? When you were a child, were you aware of any secret gatherings? Anything ritualistic in nature? Meetings your grandfather would have wanted kept secret. Was there ever any talk of something called the Priory of Sion? The what? Why are you asking these things? The Priory of Sion is a myth. One of the world's oldest and most secret societies with leaders like uh, Sir Isaac Newton, Da Vinci himself. The fleur-de-lis is their crest. They're guardians of the secret they supposedly refer to as the Dark Con of Man. But what secret? The Priory of Sion protects the source of God's power on Earth. So she lied, basically. That she that she knew. She didn't remember any the, weird the, weird the, rituals. Her yeah, this guy well, had been through. Later on, she now like now that I've seen yeah. the whole movie, yeah. I'm like, hang on a yeah, minute. Yeah. Later on, she you realized. definitely yeah. saw something. I think Robert Langdon drew out some memories that. But she, is, she but suppressed, also she suppressed memories. It's um, I assume it's meant to be demonstrate his. Just his sheer knowledge and ability that he's yeah. realised, hang on a minute, you need to dig deep. Yeah. You need to go into that mind. You it need was to that, go to your childhood. It was the phrase, so dark, the kind of man, that, that prompted him to say that because that's what was written on the floor. Mm. And he thought he associated that with this, this hypothetical Ritual. group yeah. called the Priory of Sion. So they, uh, the chase is on here. They arrive at the U.S. Embassy, but find it surrounded with French police. Are they allowed is that to allowed? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the, the first thing I thought. Are they allowed to block access like, to an I embassy? I don't know. Because yeah. embassy is U.S. soil, isn't it? So That's right. But you've got to get through there. the gates first. Yeah, right. Okay. I guess that makes sense. But they decide. And here's the thing that got, got me again. He's in this tiny little car. A little smart car. Yeah. So if he's got claustrophobia in a lift, do you reckon he'd be claustrophobic in a little car? Excellent point. Yeah. Was the window down, maybe? Hmm. I don't know. Just, uh, yeah, thinking he's, uh, he's got selective claustrophobia. No, stop picking it apart. <laughs> okay, sorry, it's too early. sorry, I can't help <laughs> um, Next bit, we see Silas heading up to the Saint Sulpice Church. Sulpice. Yeah, and he's admitted, he's admitted by this elderly nun who says, uh, you're, very, you're very well connected to be able to get in here at this time of night. Tell me, sister, please, of the rose line. A rose line is any line that goes from the north to south poles, set into the streets of Paris. 135 brass markers mark the world's first prime meridian, which passed through this very church. It hides beneath the rose. I'm sorry? The rose line. It hides That's beneath the, clue. the rose, yeah. And so he's, I like how he sends the nun away. So see ya. I'm, I'm good from here. And, and then, then he starts smashing up the floor. Smashing up the floor. <laughs> but she's she's a piece she's of looking over. She sees yeah, it happen. Yeah. He reaches in, yeah. gets whatever it is. It's a stone that says Job thirty eight eleven. And so I'm like, okay, this is big, big, big. Yeah. And then he gets really angry. Yeah, he's he does. Well, they um, in the meantime, so cut to uh, Sophie and. Uh, Langdon, remember how they couldn't get to the embassy, so they had to find a place. And they, yeah. in the book, they describe it as going to this seedy part of Paris where a lot of drug dealers hang out, a druggies. That hang was out. well, that's well executed thought, then because no they went to prostitutes, they went to a big park, there yeah. were drug dealers. They want to just sit, sit there and think. And then again, here's a little bit more, uh, a bit more exposition about the the Knights of the Templar, the Priory of Sion, a bit of background. The Pope sent troops to claim the Priory's treasure, but they found nothing. The few surviving knights of the Priory had vanished, and the search for their sacred artifact began again. What artifact? 
I've never heard about any of this. Yes, you have. Almost everyone on Earth has. You just know it as the Holy Grail. Hmm. So the, he told the story about how the Priory of Sion and the Knights Templar and the Catholic Church were at war trying to, the Catholic Church was trying to find this relic. Can I just, which was the for, Holy, for Holy Grail. For my nuance yeah. here. Yeah. See, this is where I'm going, oh, wow, what am I learning here? Yeah. So is there any, like, all this it's Priory. A good, it's a good story. No, it's, so it's, it's a all good, it's a good story. Like it's all just made up stuff. Basically based on fiction. Yeah, the, the, yeah. it's a it's a revised it version re of history. Real names and like um, some yeah, Templars, yeah, yeah, and Priory of Sion, yeah, yeah. all this kind of stuff. Some, th some yeah. of it. So okay. he sort of he threads some. Now I'm he I'm on the Catholic Church side here. This is yeah. outrageous. Well, he threads some truth amid the fiction. Right. Okay. That that's all the some fiction amid the truth. Okay. I look Let's just to that. keep okay. it at that. Um, and so <laughs> he mentions the Holy Grail. Which is what the the what the the church wants to get hold of again. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So they examined the key. Remember the key they had with the yes. fleur de lis on top. And they real they yeah. I they mean, let's be real. They didn't find. They, did they not look at this any earlier? It's got the very clear markings on it. Yeah. They didn't and, bother. And there's an address on it too. Yeah. For a, which is the very bank, clear markings. The bank one of, of which she yeah. says is an address. There's for a bank of Zurich. Yeah. Of course. Uh. Cut back to the nun in yep. the in Saint Sulpice Church. On the phone, and you'll notice if you pause it, you can see four names on a list. Yes, she's crossed three off. Yes, and she's he's on talking the last to one. the fourth person. Now you remember how earlier on he mentioned that the, four, the people four people yeah. have been, and so she's talking to the fourth person, and uh, Silas confronts her and says, "Job thirty-eight eleven. She and, says, uh, "Yeah." The quote is, "Hitherto shalt thou come, but no further." And he, which is, oh, he, I gotta tell you. So what he found wasn't the keystone. That's he right. found just something, a marker. This is the moment yeah. you realise he's not just angry. Yeah, he's not just not frustrated. Happy. He's yeah. angry because whatever it was there is no longer there, and yeah. someone has placed this marker to say, yeah. "You've come you're, all this you're not way. You're going to go any further. This is as far as it goes." It's such and, a cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I hope I can remember Job, Job 38, 38, 11. 11. That's it. And then uh, he he loses it. And, it's, uh, can we just? Why, he, he, shouldn't there he, be an umlaut or something on the Job? No, no, even on the job? stone, it is just it says job? job. Job. Is it Job? Job? How do you pronounce it? Well, it's that? the job. same in, um, in uh, Mission, Mission Impossible. Impossible. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There is a relation there. Um, yeah, so yeah, he, he cools her in anger and off you go. Then we see, remember the Bishop Arangarosa before? Arangarosa. He's in the, the council meeting of the priests. Now, this is a meeting of Opus Dei. You learn. Oh, Opus Dei. So, so it is. Oh, okay, Jesus, so I'm there's so Opus confused. Dei, right? Opus Dei yep. is this group of priests, right. and there's the Priory of Sion. We know what each does later. Priory of Sion, to give you the, the rundown, they are protecting the Holy Grail and anyone who knows about it and all of that. Opus Dei is protecting the, the, the reputation of the Catholic Church and want to maintain the values and, the repu and that reputation, and the, this is where you see the battle forming. And... He only mentioned the Holy Grail I've seen ago, and he was, remember how he's on the plane, he was dealing with someone, yes. sort of saying, okay, we're doing this. We don't know the link yet. So we find the link later, so though, is, is Silas and Arangarosa are on the same page. This Opus Dei mob. Yeah. They want to get, they want to get, they no, want to destroy no, the Holy Grail. For the idiots in the room. Yeah. I, I, I just took it as being Opus Dei was like a spin-off religion, right? But are you no, saying Opus like Dei is like a it's like a group within the Catholic Church? Yes, it is. Yes, okay. so it's, it's like a, a yeah, it's a committee. Yeah. It's a committee gotcha. within the Catholic Church. Yep. I only offer a route. 
to the renewal of faith for all men. How humble. Our savior, Bishop Aringarosa. How dare you presume to- I do not presume, I act. The Vatican's unwillingness to support us is both impious and cowardly. Blood is being spilled because true Christian values lie in ruins. No more. This council has forgotten its very purpose. Tonight, the Grail will be destroyed. The Priory's few remaining members will be silenced. I was contacted by a man who calls himself only the teacher. Getting it? At Just this point, hit, no, mate. So but that's why I'm in the well, movie. Opus Dei's objective is to destroy the Grail. Yeah. Priory of Scion's objective is to protect it. Right. And hide it. Okay. Okay. So that's where the conflict is arising gotcha. here. Okay. And poor old Robert Langdon's in the right in the middle. He, he he's just a professor. They get to the bank and they use uh, the Fibonacci <coughs> sequence. Remember yep. those numbers he wrote? He goes, "Do you want them in order or scrambled?" So he said, "In order." Here's my question: Yeah, what would you have done? In order, I would have gone in order. Yeah. Well, Fibonacci is apparently he says earlier the Fibonacci sequence doesn't make sense unless it's in order. He he made it out of order. Yeah. So I don't know. Little 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 bit of thinking you got to do before you before you work it out. Yeah, but wow. they work it out and they opens the box. And uh, they're greeted with this uh, this little docker bank deposit box, and inside is a, like a little box with a picture of a rose on it. Yeah. And inside that box is a cryptex. Did you see that cryptex is like a? It's like got a Look code. Like the Enigma code to me. Yeah, it's yeah. got all numbers and and letters so that you got to actually have the right lineup of like a combination yep. lock sort of yes. thing. Yes. But you got to have the right it's five no, five digits, oh, five letters, letters. Yeah, letters five letters. Because she says there's 26 yeah. by five. There's millions of combinations. That's yeah. right. But, uh, and he gets a little bit excited there. He goes, I don't know many many people that can uh, <laughs> you know understand cryptology that well. And well, when they're looking at it, the the banker comes in and says, uh, it appears the police have arrived, and uh, he helps them get out. He helps them escape. Yes. So the guy says, right, okay, that I know that box has been here for 25 years, or however long. I'm going to help you out. And I love how he's in the armoured truck. They're in the back. Yes. And he, he sort sweet of, he sweet talks about And he says, he goes, oh, aren't you, he looks at his Rolex. Maybe he goes, oh, The yes. policeman's you're like, how very many truck well. drivers have a Rolex? <laughs> doing very well. Yes, and mate. I bought it for 40 euros. He I'll sell it to you for 30. It's a yeah. great line. Oh, you made 30, 35, 30, 30. Yeah, yeah. Like and, and he, he tries go to, away. He tries to annoy him. Yeah. yeah. And it works. He did well. And he gets away. Yeah, it was very cool. And then off they go. Um, but uh, our man at the bank has other intentions. The, uh, in in the back of the van, they're talking about how do you believe in God? We, we, I was raised a Catholic, mm. and they and he's also he's also quite claustrophobic. And I like how she sort of put his hand her hands on his head and said, "Look, just calm down." I think she yeah. she's she basically him, cures his she claustrophobia. She sort of calms him down. Yeah, I'd, I'd let her put her hands on my head too if that was the case. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough too. If I was a bit uh, distressed. But then when it stops, he's pulled the gun, this driver, this driver yep. and he shoots a warning shot, I think. And, and I love how Langdon gets the empty shell, puts kicks it inside it, slowly the, kicks it where the door's the door supposed wedge, to shut. Yeah. Stops the door from closing, which makes the driver kind of So he was it. trying to force so it as shut. As soon as he does that, he knows he can just kick it out and knock him in the head. Wooshka, which is exactly what he did. Brilliant. And they get away, and they jump in the truck, and off they go. And then Langdon, who his friend just happens to live nearby, <laughs> Lee Teabing, who is a holy grail expert. He goes, let's go see him because he'll know everything. And I love at the gate, he asks him three questions. Do I serve coffee or tea? And all this, this crap. He goes, okay, you shall enter. He's a real, mm. a real uh, yeah. um, eccentric Pompous. old guy who's uh, a, a grail expert, apparently. Grail and then expert. as soon as they get in there, you can tell they've had a little bit of a... Uh, you know, they've had a few p 
polite arguments in the past about their various theories about yes. the Catholic Church. Yes. We start hearing them, uh, hearing about them straight away. The Priory is charged with a single task to protect the greatest secret in modern history. The source of God's power on earth. Oh, no, that's a common misunderstanding. The Priory protects the source of the Church's power on earth. The Holy Grail. I don't understand. What power? Some magic dishes? Oh, Robert, <laughs> has he been telling you that the Holy Grail is a cup? I won't explain any further, but just in the creep out factor, okay, <laughs> we are sitting in Trevor's Trevor's office here, and Trevor's got a Netgear mural on the wall, which it's displays a digital art frame, yeah. digital art frame, which displays works of art. And wouldn't you know it, the Mona Lisa's popped up there. <laughs> just that is freaky. Up. Wow. It's one of like 15 in rotation hey, in this should playlist. I, should I shine my black light <laughs> yeah. on it to see if there's any writing on it? That is amazing. <laughs> that is really coincidental. Anyway, back on the topic here, they start talking about, and this is this is really where the creativity and imagination of the author sort of run away a little bit here okay. because he, he makes some claims here about, I think one, one line, he goes, oh, look, the, the Bible didn't just pop out of a fax machine. Someone wrote it. And uh, they're talking about Constantine and and all of these things, but there's a little bit of little bit more explaining done. And to strengthen this new Christian tradition, Constantine held a famous ecumenical gathering known as the Council of Nicaea. And at this council, the many sects of Christianity debated and uh, voted on well uh, everything from the acceptance and rejection of specific gospels to the date for Easter to the ministering of the sacraments and of course the immortality of Jesus. I don't follow. Masha, until that moment in history, Jesus was viewed by many of his followers as a mighty prophet, as a great and powerful man, but a man, nevertheless, a mortal man. Not the son of God? Not even his nephew twice removed. <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> so right here you're thinking, Okay, so what? Jesus wasn't the Son of God, and he was a man. And you, you, my, I remember when I was reading this and watching this, and my, the cogs in my head are sort of starting to steam up and w wondering, well, what's real and what's not real? And yeah, so yeah. In, as a non-Catholic, yeah. right, that that's not happening to me at this right, point. Okay. Later, yeah, there's a moment. There's a moment later. We'll, we'll skip to it just quickly, where where we talk about descendants yes. of, of Jesus, right, and it. It was a weird thing, and I'm not I'm not being crude. I'm just saying I've never heard the concept of yeah. Jesus having a partner yeah. or and ever having, having had sex. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. so it was that moment that I went, Oh, actually this is I can yeah. see now how what we're getting at here, this whole immortality versus human it, it's a fascinating well, that's a thing. very that's a very good segue into what they're discussing right now. Remember he takes them and shows them the painting of the last nice supper. Big Sony screen. Big Sony yeah. flat screen TV, yeah. of course, nice product I'd placement. Those, yeah. yeah, me too. And uh, he starts discussing who is in the painting. What about that figure on the right hand of our Lord seated in the place of honor? Mm -hmm. Flowing red hair, folded feminine hands, hint of a bosom, no? It's called Scotoma. The mind sees what it chooses to see. Who is she? My dear, that's Mary Magdalene. The prostitute? 
She was no such thing. <laughs> Smeared by the church in 591 Anno Domino. Mary Magdalene was Jesus' wife. Boom. Another 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 big big fact there, or big claim. Claim, yeah. So so we've established well, he who, according who we, to T Bing, T Bing's the Grail According expert. to your teachings, who's yeah. Mary? Mary Magdalene was just a, a, a friend of the family. Right. Yeah. Okay. Was, and she was labelled a prostitute. Right. Yeah. But Jesus, his mother was Mary. I was going to say, because I'm confused because yeah. Mary's. Mary the, was his mum. Joseph is his dad, although Mary was immaculately conceived, apparently. So Jesus, some, yeah. Oh, sorry. Jesus, Mary, she conceived Jesus immaculately. That's where, that's that's where, where my religion, beliefs yeah, well, uh, you know, are questioned. Yes, that's right. You know, did, they check if, did they check with Joseph? They, yeah. what, even, what have you been doing here, buddy? <laughs> But um, it was an immaculate conception. I didn't touch her. <laughs> um, so these are, these are things that I grew up with, all these yeah. things that I, I went to a Catholic school from, yes. from kindergarten to year 12. And, mate, I celebrated Christmas and Easter and my first communion and first yeah. confession and confirmation. So the fact that they're talking about Jesus possibly being a mortal, like a, a, a normal person who had a, had a wife, had kids and had a, blo- a bloodline, is a bit, a little bit of a, too much to process right. for some people. And again, yeah. because this has literally opened my eyes to go, yeah. we've not thought about the fact that of a bloodline. That's, that's I've right. never, yeah. Uh, yeah. Until this day, there you go. I'd never given consideration to a bloodline. That's fascinating. But then they get talking about the word sangrial, which is a French word. Mm-hmm. And so he dives even further into the discussion here. Now, my dear, the word in French for Holy Grail. Le Saint-Graal. From the Middle English, Saint-Real, of the original Arthurian legend. He's writing on the same screen here, by the way. as two words. Can you translate for our friend? Saint-Real, it means royal blood. When the legend speaks of the chalice that held the blood of Christ, it speaks, in fact, of the female womb that carried Jesus' royal bloodline. But how could Christ have a bloodline unless... Mary was pregnant at the time of the crucifixion. So the Holy Grail. So the, That's the, huge. The Holy, this the, is breaking yeah. news. So the concept <laughs> of the Holy Grail is the cup that held the blood of Christ. So the vessel that held the blood of Christ is actually Mary Magdalene who had his child. Yeah. That, that's the that's the difference between... So it's the movement of the... Yeah. So, and that's why he said at the start off, yeah. Yeah. he talked he about He about the cup, that's right. Right. So this is that. that's where the concept of the I could probably grail, watch this again real, like, oh, today yeah, yeah. and well, get more out of it. It helped having the book, because I reckon... I it, think it helped being it, yeah. Catholic. It did, but having... No, having, I'm genuine. Like, no, let's no, be true, real here. True, yeah, true. This is all absolutely out okay. of my realm of yeah. understanding. Fair enough. I, yeah. Mate... Yeah. Nothing. I've got none okay. of this. Okay. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's fascinating that yeah. you could come at this as a Catholic and see, you know, shock and awe. And yeah. I'm just seeing, I'm just learning. I'm just going, okay, yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. Good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, but the, now yeah. that you're telling me, there's I'm like, emotional, oh, okay, right. There's an yeah. emotional reaction now if you're because, a Catholic. Yeah. Because critically, you can't dumb it down by explaining these things to an no. idiot like me because it would take away from. The awe, yeah, that you see well, in, do you know he, what I mean? The do you next, know what I mean by this, that? Like if you if you explain things yeah, like yeah. Opus Dei, you'll think what? I know they did explain Opus Dei. It was you know very very you know devout to the to the letter of the law and all that kind of yep. stuff. 
but to me, I took that as being a separate religion, right? Not yeah. a thing within the church. Yep. So, but I think if you explain that, you'd be Catholics would be just going, mate, okay, yeah, good, move yeah. on. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So you've got that balance. But, but but even to Catholics, I didn't know about Opus Dei and Priory oh, right. of Science. I, I had no I've idea. Heard the term. Yeah, I, I didn't know Opus Dei I, was a group within the Catholic Church. I assumed it was like you know a Greek Orthodox or like you no, know the, the no. orthodoxy of it. You know. Yeah. But anyway, um, we we digress. In all these big revelations. And he's explaining now. He then explained why the Priory of Sion was around. You asked what would be worth killing for. Witness the greatest cover-up in human history. This is the secret the Priory of Sion has defended for over 20 centuries. They are the guardians of the royal bloodline. The keepers of the proof of our true past. They are the protectors of the living descendants of Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene. That sums it up. Yeah. And, and dramatised by the biggest cover-up in human history. Yes. Which, which is... Which, to a Catholic, you're thinking, is this real? Yeah. I remember th that's why I asked the, my br the brother Tony, I'm thinking, you read this? Did you not want to throw this at the wall or something? He, goes, it was, like, he said, compelling drivel. Yeah. It's a story. I would, in yeah. fact, in that sense, it's probably better described as compelling fiction, you know? Yeah. Because it, it's more about saying that it's not real. Yeah. Well, that, that, that's what's emphasised. And, and throughout the movie, like in this scene in particular, this scene in the book, Langdon and Teabing are on the same page. In the movie... Langdon is a bit more. Yeah, yeah Langdon's a bit more. They're more a bit argumentative. A bit more, no, uh, I, I think in the movie they thought, you know what, we can't have Catholics burning theaters down. We need to have. <laughs> we need to have. We a, need to present. We need to sides. have a voice uh, in okay. the other way, yeah. saying, "Oh, but this." And so Langdon is there to sort of say, "Yeah, but maybe," to sort of preserve the fact that this could all be bullshit. Right. right? Yeah. Okay. That 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 that's what comes through in wow. the film to me in the book. In the book, Langdon's, yeah, he's drinking the Kool-Aid. He goes, okay. yeah, yeah, no worries. But okay. in the movie, Langdon has more of a opposition to some of the things he's saying. Gotcha. Just to sort of be like the conscience of the audience, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah. Um, next thing we see, T-Bing sees on the TV, he's told that uh, he sees Robert and Sophie on the news as suspected murderers. And he goes, what have you done here? Mm. He, Langdon explains Sanyer, and he was part of the Priory of Sion, and that Sophie is his granddaughter. Right. And that sort of calms him down a bit. But what really calms him down is when Langdon pulls out the uh, the cryptex. And he goes, no. Yeah. And he's like, okay, you got my attention now. Yeah, because he's and, about uh, to call the cops. He's about to yeah, kick him out. That's right. But yeah. it's this point where Silas actually breaks into the mansion. <laughs> thinking, where do you come from? You could see him driving through the yeah, night. We'd, we'd been, we'd saw, we'd yeah, we'd seen that he'd been given the location. Yeah. Which also indicated some form of insider within yes, the cops. Yes, I think Fash you've, is revealed later to be on with uh, Arangarosa, he, the, yeah, the bishop. He's, he's he talks uh, to him later. Like, yeah. So I kind of did get that right in a sense. Yes. But yeah. I Fash. actually thought more of him. Yeah. Fash was sort of acting more opus day than as a policeman. Right. You see it, it, it yeah. if looking back on it now. Um, then they after they, they actually subdue him and tie him up. Including uh, old Silas. The young lady yeah, she, bashing she, his head against she the She beats floor. him up a bit. Yeah, but this the She's a cop. T being the old man beaches him up with his cane. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> anyway. Next stop though, he's got a plane. He goes, yeah. let's go By to the Zurich. Way, I've got a plane. We need to get to Zurich. Yeah. Okay, let's go. And so what they do, they're on the plane, and then they. Uh, Robert's got the box open, and he says, "Look under the rose." They're trying to read the clue, and he goes, "Oh, hang on a minute!" And he pops and he it out, punches out the little, uh, little the rose, rose and they find another clue. 
In London lies a knight, a pope interred, his labor's fruit, a holy wrath incurred. You seek the orb that ought be on his tomb. It speaks of rosy flesh and seeded wounds. So a lot to digest there. Uh, but point is, they land, they decide mid-air. Oh, we're going to go to London now. Great and they land plane, in London. Yeah. yeah, they land in London, and there's cops everywhere. And they're thinking, hang on a minute. But they, they evade managed, the cops. They managed to escape out the side door there. I like the fact that they yeah. show how they did that. Yes. Because yeah. otherwise I'm thinking, yeah, what, what? Are you, what are you doing? So they show yeah. the plane still in motion, them jumping then, out, jumping in a car, and yep. then the plane stops. Yeah. Um, and so they head to the church to find the answers. And Silas was, you're thinking, hang on, isn't he tied up in the plane? Right. Well, so this is yeah. my biggest thing. It's like, okay, so they... He, he couldn't be tied up in the plane because they when they the show yeah. when they show them jump right, jumping out of the plane, there's three of them jump out of the plane. Yes, now si they took Silas. With they I guess they have to convince Silas that you better come with us. It's your only chance of not being yeah locked up well, by the, by the think, French. So he, don't forget that Remy. I think English. was the security guard was with them too. So there was four of them. Remy, yeah. Oh no, no, Remy stayed back. Remy with stayed them. back. So they took Silas with them. Yes, right. And, and when, got him to sit, but then, you know, subdued but in the then, back of the car. But too. then they met. They met up again because Teabing meets him at the church. And do you remember in this next scene? I thought they're, they're just in the back of the car. Well, no, no, but I'm just talking about getting getting away. Yeah, yeah. they're all in the same car. Yeah, they're just he in the back the of the car. He yeah, must be in the boot. They're all just in the boot or the but back. He, but he gets out. Yeah, so that immediately thought, hang on, how did he get out? Like, yeah. why did you not so think that, about that? This? That immediately gave me suspicions about Remy, the security guy, oh. thinking he's in on it. That that's immediately what I yeah, thought. How and does he come running in? That is also a bit later. You see that he's in on it, yeah. right? But first of all, they go to the they head to the church to find the answer. So Silas turns up, takes Sophie hostage. But T, remember, T being security guy, Remy comes in and he's about to and pull he, a gun. And he pulls a gun on Langdon. Langdon's, Langdon's like, mate, no, 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 no. And he yeah. goes, yeah, and he points it at him. And then uh, so T being. Um, he, he pulls a gun on Langdon. Teabing's there protesting, and, and um, what's it, the security guy, Remy, backhands him and then puts and him on says, the ground. And he says, that felt really good. Yeah, that felt He's great. obviously been undercover yeah. as a you know, mole here, and he's so had, had to butler this guy. You're thinking, okay, Remy's the the bad guy here. Yeah. Um, he he takes off with with um, Soph, with the Silas. But Langdon and Sophie, Bradley, remember, I think he was about to shoot him, and then all the birds sort of came down off the out of the roof of the mm. church. Anyway, they got away. They uh, get away and jump on a bus. But here's this next bit. This was really good. Well done. I like this, how they Remy um, drops off Silas at what appears to be a halfway house. He goes, right. yeah, here, you stay here. And he goes off and you see him receiving his money. He's sort of, and he's addressing who you assume is the teacher. Yeah. So which at this still, point, we don't know who he is. At this point, yeah. I have two people yes. who I'm thinking, okay, they're the teacher. Now, the yeah. first one was the bishop dude, I'm thinking, but he wouldn't be calling himself so. Yeah. My first thought was that's who he was standing over, right. but then he called him the teacher. At this point, I go, the cop. Ah, uh, Fash. Okay. That's who because I thought. Because don't it was. forget, he backhanded um, T Bing a minute yeah, ago. Yeah, but right? T Bing's in the boot of the car. Yeah. So what you're meant to think here is that the, the, the security guard. Has driven here with Teabing in the back boot of the car. Yep. And he's standing there bowing to someone and, and getting yep. excited because it's all done. Takes a swig of a drink from whoever it yeah, is. Yeah. And, and, but you don't see who that is. No. So, it's very well done. You see yeah, he die. He dies. And he's clearly he's got all the cash. Yep. Cut to Langdon and Sophie on the bus. They're going to head to the library. But then some dude pulls out his Sony Ericsson phone <laughs> and looking up. The clue, and it keeps coming up with Alexander Pope, a Pope. He goes, oh, that's it. 
So they decided, we don't need to go here. We're going to go to Westminster Abbey. Yeah, it so saved him a trip We don't need a library. library. We've got Google. Saved him a trip. Or AltaVista or <laughs> Yahoo or whatever it was. <laughs> was it, would it have been Google then? Uh, yeah, it was a very primitive browser. Yeah. Well, that search would have taken 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would have missed it. would have taken ages. We've got to sit in a park and wait for this to roll up here. But anyway, uh, they head to Westminster Abbey. But then cut to back to um, uh, the Remy lie, laying He's dead on the ground. And then the pa- camera pans across, and it's Teeby. Teeby. It's the teacher. And you're thinking, wow, that, was that a big shock to you? Because yes. you're thinking, because he backhanded him before, he's not part of the team. That's that right. was obviously part of the act. And yeah. He, he did that. So what happens net, right at that point is that um, Teebing rings up the police. He goes, I know the uh, accused murderer of four people. He's living at this. He's giving up Silas. Yeah. Remember how he dropped him off the halfway house? That's right. He gives up that address. Right. Cops, cops rush in. Yeah. Remember? So, and they would also find yeah. the body of Remy because he they, they triangulated his location. But yeah. at this point, Langdon and Sophie have kind of got away a bit. And yes. they've, got, they've now gone to they've Sir gone and visited tomb. the tomb. That's right. When the two of you arrived at my home, as you did. Others might call it God's will. Because remember they noticed the footprints yeah. in the cane? I believe that if I had the cryptex, I could solve the riddle alone. But I was unworthy. But you, you have a reason to be here. You're the last remaining guardian of the Grail. Your grandfather and the other Seneschal would not have lied with dying breath unless they knew their secret was preserved. How could you know Sonia's last words? Lee. Grail quests require sacrifice. Hmm. You are a murderer. No. No, Bobatello, when history is written, murderers are heroes. You self-righteous bastard! Sophie, we, we need to just walk away. No, don't, walk don't! Away. Pulls a gun on him here. I'll do what I have to now. So, we see Silas, the police, closing in on his location. And and Bishop just happens to be coming around the corner while Silas is waving his gun around, and he shoots him accidentally. Yeah, I thought he was dead, Aranga Rosa. Yes, same here. But he was. Then so they, he asked. Then Fash comes to see. I've got him. this problem. Yeah, and I might have in in the way I watched it. I might have missed. What, yeah, but there was this moment very early in the movie where that dude, the bishop, had blood coming out of his mouth and tells this guy he's an angel. Like, what? Who was that? Yeah. The, the this guy, this part here. No, but it was earlier in the movie. It was like a flash forward or. Oh, yeah, that was his childhood. Yeah, that was when Silas was a youngster. That's when Orangarosa sort of took him under his wing. The, when the, the, they had the flashbacks of him growing up. Remember how he has right. blonde? Because in the book, he's an albino. He's an albino. Yes, right? yes. Bl- white yes. eyes, blonde hair. And then, and that in the book, it describes that Orangarosa was sort of, sort of took him okay. under his wing in the okay. church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Because he called we, him an angel. And then yeah. when he dies here, he says, I'm a ghost. Yeah. And he asks, he has his Silas dead, and Fash says to him, "Look, we we need, we need to maintain the the story. We're mm. going to have the story, because Fash is obviously part of Opus Day as well. We mm. as well. That's who gave up the location for, for Silas for to Silas go chase to go up get him. Yeah. Um, so Teebing has betrayed Langdon, uh, and Big I time. love this bit here where uh, he says, "Look, yeah, he's forcing him at gunpoint. Look, open the cryptex and." Langdon sort of turned around and, and, and I think he solved it a whole bunch and of got things. it. Yeah. Well, we don't find that out at this point. No. And at think, this point, yeah. it's just trying to show you what he show you through his thinking. Yeah. And honestly, I'm thinking at this point, like honestly, 
if he could solve it with his thoughts, he would have done that by now. Yeah. So this whole thing is really, no, really but weird. There's something inside it but, he has to get. Oh, no, no, yeah, I, know yeah, yeah. I know that. I know that. But the, this whole moment, it's it's this uh, hologram in front of him. They're trying to visualize yeah. his thoughts. And it's it's all about this orb that's that missing that's missing yeah. that should be there. The you see the moon, the you see the womb, and, yeah, and all yeah. these different things. And then he goes, and then he's, he he turns around, he he throws it in the air, yeah. Because old mate's got a gun to the girl's head, yeah, that's right. Throws it in the air because he knows old mate's more keen to have the the cryptex than anything else. So yeah. drops the gun, can't grab the thing or does grab the thing, but drops it. It smashes, it smashes the vinegar, and comes we all out, know yeah. the vinegar comes out, it ruins yeah, the thing. So yeah. you think it's all done and dusted and gone, yeah, until. They catch him. He's arrested. Yep. But then Langdon does. We know, we know we where do find the out stop is. He found the uh, the, the, the message orb. inside. The Holy Grail neath ancient Roslyn waits. The blade and chalice guarding o'er her gates. Adorned in master's loving heart, she lies. She rests at last beneath the starry skies. So keep that in mind, the starry skies. By the way, um, the word was apple. Um, yeah, and as as he said, as, as he was talking about his uh, no, as he was talking about his his solving of it to uh, um, to the to Sophie, um, he's running through the thing, and I went, and he says it's the orb that's missing, and it's so obvious with Newton. Because I said Newton, and I went, apple. oh, it's Apple, Apple, and then he says it's Apple. I'm like, jeez, yeah. I got it five seconds before you. Yeah. Well, you know, Isaac <laughs> Newton was originally in the original logo for Apple. Isaac Newton sitting under a tree. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, so they head to Scotland, in where Roslyn is, and they see that where Mary Magdalene's remains had been hidden, yes. not a hidden now. There was just like a, right. a little plant, a, little rose. It looked in a, like in a, a you know a thing you see at a gravesite. Yeah, a little pla- so place. That, so it's not there. Um, but we learn a few things, and this is where there's there just happens to be a lot of uh, literature and and uh, family trees and that just next to next well, to these things. It feels so. Yeah, but, it's but like then, a, but remember like a here vault. in this whole scene, there's a lot of there's a couple of flashbacks that show Sophie had been here with her alleged grandfather many yeah. times. So it feels to me like this was where he came yeah. to piece together the bloodline. The bloodline. The paper says the entire family was killed. The mother, the father, the boy, six, and the girl, four. But your name was never Saunier. It's St. Clair. It's one of the oldest families in France. It's from the line of the Merovingian kings. Royal blood. I was so wrong. Sonier didn't want you to help guard the secret of the Holy Grail. Sophie, you are the secret. Boom. So we find out that she's actually a descendant of Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's just wild. And right? Mary Magdalene. A lot to take. in. It's a lot to take in <laughs> for her, let alone anyone yeah. else who has a Christian belief. And like in that passage too, she has a flashback to her uncle, uh, her grandfather. Yeah. Remember, she was looking through trying to piece her family tree together. He got angry at her. Says, "No, no, you don't. Don't look at that. Forget that." And so this yeah. is all about them protecting. Yeah. The her. the uh, protecting her. Yeah. Which is why um, the. Um, and we'll get to it in a second. There, there's a gathering of people. Yeah. But one of the people is her grandmother. And now 
you go, hang on a minute, her parents and her brother died in this car crash. She would have still had her but grandmother, w- but right? But was it a car crash was the question that, that Langdon asked. It kind of doesn't yeah. matter, but in the end, yeah. the, her grandmother was still alive, right? But And her grandmother admits that she gave her up. And you can realize now her grandmother gave it up because she was probably told by these people yeah. that they needed to protect her because she was the last in the bloodline. Yeah. You know, that's... Yeah. As That's they're it. coming out of the church, we see they have uh, all these people have gathered. Who are you? There have been many names. The keepers, guardians, the priory of Sion. But to you, Sophie, we are friends of the man who raised you, Raxonnier. He would have wanted you to know that he loved you very much and that the Priory are here to protect you now as they have always protected our family. I gave you up once, knowing I might never see you again. I'm your grandmother, Sophie. I have prayed for this moment for a very long time. So that's pretty solid. She yeah. then has a bit of a chat to them. I do love that the, her and Langdon have a bit of a chat about how, look, Jesus, was he a man? Was he the son of God? All we know is what we know. And then what you choose to do with that information, your bloodline is up to you. Yeah. And I do love that when they're walking away, she walks up to this little this little um, pond. pond and she sticks her foot in the water thing. And she, <laughs> she, and she just walks the water. Says, nope. <laughs> uh, yes, I'll see if I can do it with the wine. I'll yeah. throw it with the wine. That but you know cool. what? So yeah. th- this is that moment. And I think there's a really long, decently long conversation between yeah. Langdon and, and Sof- Sophia here that... Sophie, that we're talk- it's like that whole principle of what yeah. do you believe? What do you believe? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's really just a do you believe in ha- God's what history thing? has remember distorted. She, yeah. She's said all along she basically is not a believer. Yeah. She's not religious. Now we find out she's, you know, the descendant of Jesus. Yeah. Um, and it's it's he, he's very measured, you know, he's measured. He he doesn't yeah. say you've got a because res- what he could say is you've got a responsibility now. Yeah. Um, you need to determine when and how you make you come out if you do it all. Da 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 da. You've yeah. got these, and then but he doesn't. He says it's it's up to you. It's your yeah. choice. It's your feeling. It's what you do. But yeah, the, the worry the worry I think she even mentions here where there's no way because we discover that Sanier actually took the location of the Grail to the grave. So yes. we don't know where it is. Yes. And she even mentions the fact that, well, we don't know where it is. So there's no way anyone can do the That's DNA right. test. So who's going to know? Like, yeah. So, again, the whole – and we'll talk about in a minute the sort of plot holes. But back in Paris, Langdon's cutting – he cut himself shaving and he sees this funny shape of the blood in the water. And that prompts him to think of a of the rose line in Paris. Yeah. And remember how one of the clues was it lies beneath the rose under the starry skies. And he follows the rose line – ends up back at the Louvre, staring down. Remember he was mentioning that in the movie, the the vessel with the V was the woman and the phallus upside was the man. And in the Louvre, they actually meet. They're almost touching. Right. And so then we see Langdon. It's really well done. The camera pans down and through the glass, through the floor. And there is Mary Magdalene's tomb. Love to know how they did that. Yeah. So that that we found that we find that that's where the where it is in theory. So all the whole yeah, well, you've the movie gone to, you've gone to check it out. Have you? The whole no, I haven't. I've been to the Louvre, but didn't get that far. But uh, that that sort of a bit of a dramatic sort of twist ending. We're thinking, oh right, okay. So now we, yeah, so we now sort we of can, know. It confirms that it's there. If it's yeah. if it's Mary Magdalene, 
is the yeah. Holy Grail in her yeah. remains. Yeah. And it's a DNA test from Mary Magdalene. Yeah. How does that prove that you're a descendant of Jesus? I don't know. I because do not know. you've only got the DNA of yeah, Mary. Mary. Well, Mary, Mary Magdalene's DNA. Mary was apparently a prostitute. Allegedly. So as soon yeah. as, like this is my thing, and yeah. we'll obviously dig into this, I'm sorry, yeah. but, but my, all I'm thinking at this yeah. point is I don't get it because yeah. if if well, you prove yeah. that she's a descendant of Mary Magdalene, yeah. All you prove is that she's got bloodlines back to but that Mary you know, Magdalene's her mother. The age of Jesus, right? Maybe, but it'll prove that Mary Magdalene's her mother. But how do you prove? No one's got That's Jesus's right. DNA. That's right. Surely she has, but it, but you don't have the body of Jesus to find the That's, DNA. That's my point. I know it's a it's all a you're doing is proving a descendancy two thousand yeah, years true, in origin. True, true, true. All right, here's one one line that stood out for me. There's only one. Just one. Yeah. Well, this week this is the one. You like our pyramid? It's magnificent. The scar on the face of Ferris. <laughs> there were some other good lines. Remember the guys? Not even Jesus' yeah, nephew that, twice removed. That was pretty good. Yeah, Jesus' but were, nephew I, twice I kept removed. that in the show. Uh, all right, let's get. I've got a bit to get through here. Right. How did that happen? Let's start with some plot holes first of all. Okay, the the tracking dot that was obviously pretty, pretty advanced big, yeah. technology. Um, the Louvre, security cameras everywhere. They would have seen Langdon going in and out if he was a murderer. Yeah. Okay. There's one. Um, the the cryptex. So, you know how vinegar and we'll I'll, I'll t apparently there's papyrus, and I've I'll, I'll got some info about if vinegar can actually affect papyrus, but that's another another fact. But the the capsule, the, someone someone came up with the idea that why would you need to know the combination? What you do is freeze the cryptex so the vinegar is frozen inside it, break it open, and take it out. So frozen vinegar is well, not going to destroy. Old papyrus. Leonardo built it before <laughs> uh, snap freezing. Maybe it's it. Maybe it's like vodka. It doesn't I don't freeze. They, I, don't know. I don't think they had ice cubes okay. back then. The movie. The implication is Sophie is a direct descendant of Jesus, mm. right? From two thousand years ago. You you don't think a family tree can branch out a bit further than that, like over two thousand years? That's um, true. And here here's what I touched on right near the end. If Sophie's grandfather knew, Sanye knew that the Grail was actually at the Louvre, this whole thing about trying to get someone here and there and try to avoid people finding all the things they did, it led to nowhere anyway. So why why did he have to make a big song and dance about protecting the you know, I think his his thought was protecting his granddaughter, right? Or alleged granddaughter who was yeah. a descendant. Yeah. The actual Grail no one was going to find because he 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 only he knew that so he sort of led him on a bit of a wild goose chase That's true. and he even if he had said nothing Sophie would have stayed out of the way and would yeah. never be and a target no, wouldn't have been targeted she's not a target yeah. in any way so or, by doing or what he she, did because there was four other there was other people yeah. that were killed so but, maybe yeah. they could have led to this location but by doing what he did he actually drew her out in the open, yeah. and Robert Langdon discovered who she was. Right. I don't know whether that was his intention, maybe to, to provide that. But anyway. All righty, quick book v. movie. Oh, yeah. In the book, there were two cryptexes. Oh, right. The first one uh, was uh, opened with the word Sophia. It's spelled S-O-F-I-A. Okay. Um, and that led them to another clue to find a smaller cryptex, and that clue was Apple as well. So they reduced the cryptexes to one. <laughs> Uh, Sophie, in the book, Sophie wasn't with the rest of her family when the accident occurred. Only her parents died in that accident. In the movie, Sophie was in the car. 
uh, and her family, uh, w- but she survived the accident. Which in, I, in I didn't year. mind that part yeah. of it because it made it out like, yeah. how but did she, you survive? Because remember how Sanya was taken away. It made it out like, how did you survive? Yes. Because you are the That's right. descendant of Jesus. Uh, in, in the book, um, the in the book when Ro- Robert and Sophie go to Rosalind Church, they meet her brother who didn't die in the crash. In the in the book, her brother's alive. Yeah. So Wait there's a minute. Two, there's two descendants of. Let's uh, go. Well, that there's her brother, her her stepbrother, not real brother. Why are they step? Because she's descended from Jesus. He's not. Well, how's he the, not? But she, but that that family that died in the crash wasn't her real family. Remember, she's for Sinclair family, not the Sanier family. You get it? No, not at all. <laughs> that that's how it went down. No, no, but no. Can I just unpack that for a minute? Yep. Uh, what's what's her name now? Sophie. No, no, last name. Saint Clair. No, no, new name. Uh, Sanier. Sanier, yeah, right? Yeah. So the mum, the dad, and the brother in the car yeah. are Sanyers, right? Yes. And what I'm saying is, so is the grandmother we meet at the end, because you never know her last name. Yeah. You don't know that she was. Her, her, well, you don't know her grandmother gave her up before the car crash. Well, the family. That I she think was the with, grandmother yeah. gave her up after the car crash. After she survived the car crash. Okay, old man maybe. finds baby and says, "Who's is well, it?" Well, don't forget that wasn't her real grandfather. No, no, yeah, but old, yeah. that's what I said. Old yeah, man yeah. finds baby and says, "Whose is this?" Yeah. The grandmother okay. says, "Oh my God, she's mine!" And then he <laughs> says, "Listen, I got some news for you. Yeah. She's a descendant of Jesus Christ. We can't let this happen again. How about I look after and I'll protect her with all of my heart?" Yeah. And the grandmother goes, "Yeah, cool. You do that." Do you know what I mean? Also, now in, in I'm reading here in the book, Robert and Sophie go to the church, meet the long lost brother. She thought she had died in the car accident that killed her parents. In the movie, she doesn't have that brother, so the brother's not there. Yeah. In the book, Robert is suspected by the of fash of murdering uh, Sanier because his name was written on the ground with the blood with uh, his blood. Right. Yep. In the movie. He so was suspected. Yeah, uh, Bishop Arangarosa tells police that he heard Langdon confess to the murder. Ah, uh-huh. yeah. Because remember how fashion and Arangarosa yeah. were in touch. All right. Here's the fact v fiction part. Yep. True or false? Priory of Sion, a secret society that began in 1099, when the Knights of Templar discovered documents beneath the ruins of Solomon's Temple. False. Priory of Sion is a hoax. Pierre Plantard and three other men started a social club in 1954 called the Priory of Sion. It never existed prior to that, okay. prior to 1954. Right. Jesus and Mary Magdalene were married and their offspring can be traced through the kings of France to the people living on earth today. False. The false idea Allegedly. can be tracked back to Pierre Plantard who created the hoax in the 60s and 70s. He manufactured documents making this ridiculous claim. He said he Plantard admitted uh, under oath that he made it all up. Uh, and not one of the biblical books that Dan Brown references ever mentions Jesus being married, uh, not even the gospel according to Mary Magdalene. So, fiction. Uh, true or false, Constantine was a Roman emperor who claimed who, to convert to Christianity. True, he did convert to Christianity. Constantine commissioned the new Bible in Three in in you know that council uh, that is also false. No evidence that the text of the original gospels were embellished in the fourth century. Scores of copies of the gospel already existed in the second century. No way it could have been altered uh, over that time. No one had the authority to call in all the copies scattered through the yeah. empire yeah. to make alterations. All right, things you might not know. Remember the Louvre? Uh, they they use the real building uh, and, and the art, works of art in production. 
that it was really carefully controlled. They couldn't. They had to bring in their equipment during the day, during opening hours. Filming only took place at night when it was shut. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and the crew were not allowed to shine a light on the Mona Lisa, so they used a replica. Did you know you're not even allowed to take flash photography of the yeah, Mona Lisa? Yeah. yeah. Uh, now, in 2003, where the Da Vinci Code film, the novel came out, he was the subject, Dan Brown, of a few uh, a few court cases where they they claimed that he was uh, he plagiarised it. Oh. There was a few novels. There was a novel I think called The Daughter of Christ and other novels that sort of had a similar sort of storyline. Okay, but there was one book in particular called Holy Blood, Holy Grail, um, where very this real. this was the original novel that suggested that Jesus was had a blood had a descendant. Right. And in fact, what what um, Dan Brown did, he named one of the characters after one of the authors. Like Lee Teabing is named after one of the one of the actor one of the writers. His name is huh. Lee, and he got Teabing from another another author. And but he they lost the case because the judge said the claim was rejected because their argument was that their claim of a version of history. Mm. So they're saying that what happened here is fact it's history so for dan brown to come in and take Make a version fiction. of history which they claim to be real how can you plagiarize something that's real you know what i mean that, oh, that, so that's so, why they, they so to win the case they had to admit that they they were they well, they'd no. written a lot of rubbish so, it, so there, they didn't. It's, it's their version of history yeah, it yeah. says the court ruled because it was published as a work of alleged history yeah its premises legally could be freely interpreted in any subsequent Pure categorization failing. If they'd have purely put it as fiction, Boom. they'd have millions. Boom. Did you wow. notice? Do you wow. know? I suppose you don't even know what Dan Brown looks like. No idea. Dan Brown is actually has a cameo when he's talking with the police during the signing of his book. Remember, and then the, the camera pans up and people are sort of looking at his reaction. One of the people standing there is Dan Brown. He's <laughs> wearing the same tweed jacket that he does on the book cover. Ah. Oh. On the, the sleeve of the book. Three questions for Trev. Oh, hear me. Now, this you probably answer this question. Did the movie make you question any of your religious beliefs, if any? Um, did, did you hang on before you answer that? Did you have a rough idea on yeah you know, Jesus crucifixion? Yeah, I'm across all that. the I'm you, across the, the basics. Across the basics, right? right. But here's the, you're gonna son hate of this. God. You're and gonna all hate that. this. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'd never in my life yeah. considered the idea that he wasn't a human being. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the idea that he wasn't like he's doing good things, the idea that he wasn't having some fun at night just didn't appeal, okay. just didn't cross me. So that's a very new concept to me. Yeah. That so you would have you would have reacted to this movie in a whole different very way. Very different. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you sort of went along for the ride and assuming that all the bits of history. Yeah. Dan was Brown's correct. got me hook line and sinking. Yeah. He got you. Hey. Yeah. Um, if you could choose question two, if you could choose one location from the movie to visit, which would it be? Where would you go? Um, Louvre, Westminster oh, Abbey, you know Roslyn. What? Where would you go? Wherever that last scene, uh, not the last scene, the scene where she puts her toe in the water. Yeah, that's That Roslyn. looks like a beautiful... Roslyn, Scotland. Yeah, Scotland. Beautiful. Lovely. Yeah. Um, does this movie make you want to see other Robert Langdon movies? Angels and Demons and Inferno. Have you got not an interest really. to see them or not? No, not really. Yeah. No. I told you about Angels and Demons. It was written before this uh, set up film releases a film as a sequel. I don't think I have the mental yeah, capacity yeah. to take this kind of thing in. Fair enough. Should we talk about? Well, actually, that, that's uh, that is Da Vinci Code. So tell us your wrap up and your rating. I enjoyed the movie. I really did because yeah. um, it kept me along for the ride. And there was a couple of moments in it that made me go, "Oh yeah, I'm in." You know. Yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it. It was probably too much for me to process on a 
in a daytime watch. I really heavy should have watched subject, it at night. Matter, wasn't it heavy? Um, and and so that's probably uh, plays against it, and it shouldn't demote it in points. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a great story. Like it's yeah. weird. I'm coming at this from a completely yep. different angle to you. I'm yeah, just you not would. even thinking about this from a religious yeah. perspective. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> I just look. It's a great movie. Tom Hanks is unbelievable. It's uh, it's an eight for me. Yeah, I'm an eight point five. I'm an eight five. That was I was always an eight five. I think the more I watch it, and and look, I do forgive a lot of the plot holes and stuff, but it, it's a good yarn. It's just a good yarn. No, no. Because if you look at it like a 24-style just yeah. adventure and all that kind of stuff, it's very interesting. And it's told in a way for even someone like myself to question, is this real? Did that? Is that right? Or, oh, I'm going to have to Google that. Like, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. not that Google was massive at the time, but you're thinking, you're questioning, oh, really? Is that is that what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So, Awesome. Interesting. Let's look at next week, shall we? All right. Next week, we are watching Iron Man, starring Robert Downey Jr. Inspired by David Campbell. And directed <laughs> by John Favreau. Right. Yeah, DC's a massive fan of these Yeah, movies, massive fan. Now, my, uh, my millionaire question for you is, Robert Downey Jr. has appeared as Iron Man in how many films? A, four. B, six. C, seven. D, nine. So six. It's nine Jeez. because there are three Iron Mans. And then all the Avengers. There's the Avengers, all the Avengers movies, and a Spider-Man movie he appears in too, which totals nine. That's outrageous. And they're talking about making Iron Man four as well. So oh, mate. Let's directed by one. John Favreau too. You know who John Favreau is? Star Wars he did. He does Mandalorian. Yeah. But he is a classic role in Seinfeld. Oh, um, can you tell me his role? That should have been the millionaire question. That is the millionaire question. What is his character's name in the classic no, I version? Got I got nothing. When I'm, George I'm runs out, out of the apartment when it's on fire, he goes, Oh, he's the, he's the Eric, Eric the Clown. Eric the Clown. He goes, Remember, he goes, You never heard of Bozo the Clown? He goes, Man, you hung up on this clown, man. <laughs> That's John Favreau. <laughs> anyway. John Favreau, directed oh. Iron Man, which we're doing next week. But that was The Da Vinci Code. Trev, thanks for joining. Thanks, buddy.